everyone! I'm Alyssa Trong, and this is the Palette of Possibilities podcast. I started POP to embrace diversity and explore new things. We aim to spread awareness of hidden topics and dive deep past the surface into the details we might not think about often. I'm a teen, student, and an aspiring entrepreneur, but we welcome anyone to listen in on the casual conversations about life, journeys, and meaningful stories with me or a new guest. If you resonate with any of our episodes, Pop would love it if you continue to share and support. Now let's explore the wonders of what curiosity can do. So, it's been a while. We took a break and Pop is just coming back after almost a year. We haven't had any podcast episodes for a while or posted on social media, but we're slowly and surely coming back. So as we continue on the journey of asking and answering questions, thank you to all the returning listeners and thank you if this is your first time listening to an episode. So to introduce the topic for today, the question was, have you ever been told you're doing it the wrong way? Uh, The inspiration behind this was basically when I was in elementary, I was on a field trip with a bunch of friends. We were given sandwiches for lunch and I ate around the edges or the outside, making my way to the middle of the sandwich. And someone just told me, why are you eating like that? You're doing it the wrong way. And if you guys need a better picture of what this looks like, imagine a circle. I eat at the circumference and then make my way into the middle. Um, so that's basically how I did it. I've also been told I eat apples the wrong way, and the way that my family eats eats broccoli is steamed, dipped with mayonnaise. Now, that might sound weird to some people, and so might other mixes of foods, like shakes and fries or other things, but it's just a part of who we are and what we enjoy, and there's nothing wrong with that. So... Technically, I could say, I'm doing this podcast all wrong. I took a break. Maybe I shouldn't have. I have all different kinds of lengths. Maybe there's some inconsistencies. But the thing is, every single episode is meant to be different, meant to be kind of random. So we look at different questions and try to answer them. Maybe I'm like the same way with the podcast trying to start a small business wrong by taking breaks here and there changing things up so frequently but in this podcast I really want to just have casual conversations with the guests and make them feel welcome happy and let them think about whatever they want and share whatever they feel like so if you're doing it the wrong way or if anyone has ever told you that I'm wondering what have people said to you, or maybe what have you said to other people? So in this episode, we'll just be talking about some of our thoughts on this question. Now let's get into it. Hi guys, thank you for joining us. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Trinity? I'm doing good too. Okay, so everyone's doing good today. We're going to get started with some quick rapid-fire questions, or they take some thinking, so I'm going to call them medium-fire questions. <laughs> but first question is, what are your guys' favorite books slash series and why? 
Okay, I'll go first. So my favorite series is the These Violent Delights duology. So it's basically a modern day retelling of Romeo and Juliet set in 1920 Shanghai. And it's really good because it's like enemies to lovers. And it also has a lot of Chinese culture incorporated in, in it. So yeah, I highly recommend. Mm, you should you should recommend that to the Chinese club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Trini? Um, I also love that series, but currently, um, recently I read The Summer I Turned Pretty, so I'm sure you guys maybe have heard about it. It's also remaked into like um, a live action on Amazon Prime, but um, the series is basically like a love triangle between a girl and um, two brothers, and it's like a really cute like summer beachy romance kind of book, so highly recommend as well and watch the show. Okay, um, so then mine would be the School for Good and Evil, and I've been wanting to finish it. I'm pretty sure there's a cliffhanger. I think there's six books, but I lost the last one. I'm still trying to find it, but it's also a love triangle with two best friends and a guy. Yeah, there's a lot of magic. Um, it's a world full of witches and traveling dimensions, so that's fun. Okay, next question is, if you were to eat a snack right now, what would it be? I would eat Cheez-Its. Why? Do you have it near you? No, I don't have any at home, but I really want them. Like Cheez-Its, too. Okay, Shrinity, what about you? Um, Takis. Oh, I haven't eaten that in, like, five years. <laughs> and I got them recently. So not really. Mm-hmm. Okay. which flavor or are they all the same flavor I really know. um just the regular ones like the red ones not the blue ones oh I've seen people make blue spaghetti out of that um, <laughs> I know I have too on TikTok all the time like or YouTube and I'm like oh interesting okay next one is what are lists as an l-i-s-t-s used for slash made for like to-do lists yeah kind of like that Okay, so I use to-do lists like every single day. Like I need them in my life. I use Notion and yeah, I think it's really satisfying to like check the box and if it's not checked, then I move it to the next day. (laughs) So yeah, I just use it to like organize my life, make sure that I don't forget that I have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, When I use notes, I think I I do it at night. I think I take like up to 40 minutes to make my to-do list for the whole day and I just I put the time and then I put what I want to do and I don't bring it to the next day I just don't finish (laughs) yeah I can kind of relate to that too like just lists in general are like really helpful for me too considering like typically have like a lot of things that I need to do but I don't really set times I found that that just really does not work for me I cannot commit to like timing as long as I get Mm -hmm. it done with satisfaction just like crossing it out is like really nice so really important for sure okay next one is okay I had this question because I asked my parents the other day how adult are you and my my mom was like what kind of question is that so basically from the scale of zero to 100 where do you think you lie is it like age like zero to 100 no not age it's like it kind of includes like how much experience you have in your life, how mature you are, what you haven't experienced yet. Mm. So like how far in life do you think you've gotten pretty much? So like 100 is like mature adult. 
yeah, where you have nothing else to do, you already experienced everything you need to. I would say I'm at like a, a 47 out of 100. <laughs> I feel like I'm still pretty immature. Like I love to do like weird random things. And like sometimes I make, I make very irresponsible decisions, but I feel like for me, I am growing up right now. I'm 16. I got my driver's license. So, you know, I'm maturing into adulthood. But yeah, I still feel like I have a long way to go before I learn everything. Same. I feel like I just put myself at 40. I didn't even get that specific. I think I don't know a lot of things. I want to be more aware. I want to, I still don't drive, but that's not the biggest part. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah but definitely a lot to go how about you Trinity where on the scale are you pretty low I was gonna say 37.5 I'll be really specific <laughs> I am very immature my parents constantly remind me about that you know like I make a lot of bad decisions too still learning but I am growing up too I got my driver's license last year so like driving gives me like a sense of like oh my gosh, I'm like old and like kind of going to become an adult really soon. So like, even though I'm like aging, like mentally, I always still feel like I'm like, I don't know, five, six years old. And there's a lot I want to experience in life. Like there's a lot of things that I want to do and um, kind of just explore the world. So I think that I have a long life ahead of me, hopefully. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, the last part of this beginning that's not related to the actual topic is matching a food to a place or concept so for example if i think about science i might think about a blue sponge cake so i'm going to give Trinity the first one living room what kind of this one was really difficult when i saw it i was like i don't know what a living room reminds me of (laughs) for some reason I thought of a white double-decker wedding cake. That's what I thought of. Normal for a casual place or people just lounge. Oh, okay. Um, well, you can make a wedding cake like a lounge cake too. Yeah, yeah you can decorate <laughs> however you want. Okay, next one is Michaela. What food do you think about when you think about a playground? I think of apple juice, like the little boxes with the straws. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like apple juice just goes with kids and I love apple juice and I love playgrounds too. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think about M&M cookies just because playgrounds are so colorful. Mm. Yeah, I said something really similar. I said rainbow ice cream. It's like the color, colorfulness. Mm -hmm. Then what about an office? (laughs) <laughs> like a work office if there's so many colors in a playground then what about the work office what food is that mm. <laughs> do you think? vanilla plain mm. vanilla cake just no toppings no no like whipped cream just plain white vanilla you lose all your color the older you get okay yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah. okay next one Michaela disappointment Brussels sprouts. I hate. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> I oh, I hate Brussels sprouts too. I agree with that. I don't know. There's a correlation between disappointment and green. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going like black tone, so I went black forest. But yeah. Why are all of yours cake? I yeah. don't know. I was in the cake mood. I was in the cake mood. Okay, something that's not a cake. What do you think about when you think about the future? 
not a cake. <laughs> um, the future sour patch. Sour patch. Because like sour and sweet, right? Life is sour and sweet, but you gotta always look at the positives. Smart. Because at the end, you know, your sour patch is always sweet. The sour is always first, and then it's sweet. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that <laughs> really in depth. I didn't think about it. <laughs> okay, I think the future reminds me of blankness. So an egg. I don't know. <laughs> just, just no color, but kind of color inside. Okay. Anyways, let's get into the actual discussion. So I asked you guys, have you ever been told you're doing it or whatever it is the wrong way? Are we supposed to answer? <laughs> yeah, that's a question. Okay, here. I'll give an example. So basically, um, I think ever since I can remember, I've been eating pizza to, with the crust first. And then I worked out. So a lot of people hold it by the crust. Yeah, you know. Um, but that's one thing. And another thing was, apparently, a lot of my friends don't cook rice paper when they go to Korean barbecue. But I've been growing up cooking it. So that's just how I eat things. Okay, you guys' turn. Um, okay, this is a hard question, but I also eat pizza that way. Like I peel off the crust uh-huh. and then I dip it in sauce and then I eat it and then I hold like the, the bread part at the top and then I eat it. <laughs> um, what else? Um, I have to have sauce with everything. Like either like ketchup, sriracha any sauce soy sauce like I have to have sauce with everything like I hate plain things um <laughs> trinity go doing it the wrong way um oh okay well apparently it's really not good to eat with your left hand but I don't know I eat with my left hand my parents just like do not do that like I guess there's like a cultural aspect to it like not to like it's not really that good to eat like I mean, I don't know. I think it's pretty good to eat. Like, it's convenient. You have two hands. You can eat twice the amount of food with two uh-huh. hands. So I do that. Um, I also guess I eat pizza the wrong way. I always eat the crust first. Oh, nice. We found all three people in here eating like that. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just don't want to eat the crust last. You know, like, you want to save, like, the good yeah. part for last. Exactly. I understand. Okay, okay. Well, then you brought up, actually, culture and that's a big thing too table manners or mm. whatever phrase that is don't yuck my yum or something like that where there's different cultures do things different ways you might eat with your hands I might eat with a fork while my parents want me to eat with chopsticks <laughs> different things like that um I guess that brought up I also have other examples like do you guys eat cupcakes as sandwiches or do you just eat it how it is mm. how do you eat them I how eat, eat it them as it how is. it is yeah but I've seen like how people like kind of like take the cake part and then take the bottom half and then put it on top and eat it. like that's pretty cool you don't get your hands as dirty that's pretty smart if you get your hands dirty while you're trying to make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so next one or next question I have for you is what if you are doing something wrong and you realize it like what do you do um like what kind of thing wrong like is it like a serious thing well it depends however you interpret the question like (laughs) what I'm eating something wrong I just keep doing it 
<laughs> or or in another case, you admit it or you stop. Like, I don't know. It's a general question. <laughs> um. Okay. For me, I don't admit my mistakes. <laughs> like, I just like if I'm like eating something wrong I just like get embarrassed like my face turns red but then I just keep eating it I'm like okay (laughs) like I don't really like see anything wrong with that but then if it's like a serious thing like uh I drive too close to like the other side or something then I like I don't know I feel like I have a hard time admitting my mistakes and like when I'm with my parents I'm like okay I get it (laughs) like like that but yeah, when it's like something serious, then I like change it. But then if it's something like trivial, then I just like continue doing it. Yeah, same. If it's something trivial, you just you just own it. You just make it feel like it's not out of the ordinary. It's just your normal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I guess the next thing is, do you have advice for the people who are being told that they're doing something the wrong way or for the people who are telling other people they're doing it the wrong way? Like thoughts or something you just want to tell them. Mm, Okay, well, if you believe that what you're doing is, you know, like you want to change your wrong, you know, ways, like you wanna, you know, believe that you are doing it the wrong way, then maybe you can fix it. But like, you should never change something about yourself because somebody is telling, you know, like I feel like, you should be your own person. You shouldn't really have to listen to somebody else and then take their opinions into your mind, right? You're your own person. You should do whatever you feel um, that you want to do, right? You don't want to let other people influence you, especially like in a negative way. You know, they might just be bringing you down. You don't want to like take that, you know, personally and then try to fix something that's like not even wrong. Like just something that, you know, you're doing is unique to you, so. Yeah, just be yourself. That's what I would say. Do your own thing. That was a heartfelt message. <laughs> I was just going to say, let it be. <laughs> it makes things more interesting when everyone does things differently. But then my piece of advice was sometimes don't be too stubborn. So for example, you're in the weight room and you're doing an exercise. If you're doing it wrong, just listen so that you don't injure yourself so in in those kind of cases you might be doing something wrong (laughs) but then that comes to the next question what makes something right so there are situations um let's just say grammar in English there's a bunch of grammar rules and you might be doing it wrong I would say that's definitely like hard yes or no like right or wrong so what do you guys think makes something right I feel like it has a lot to do with like how you've grown up too. like your parents telling you this is right and this is wrong. Obviously, there's like some obvious things like stealing is wrong. Lying is wrong. Like there's more obvious things. But then I feel like when you go to school, you kind of get like a culture shock. Like there are different people with different beliefs and ideals. And I feel like as you grow up, you kind of get used to it and you kind of have to develop your own morals. So a lot of it does have to do with like the people you surround yourself with. So, like, obviously at Whitney, it's, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, people that, like, are very smart, you know. So, I feel like it has a lot to do with the environment that you're in. And you kind of have to just decide for yourself, like, do I think this is right? And then you kind of stick with it. Yeah. 
I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, another thing is that a lot of it, I guess like culture shock and things like that, there's trends and patterns and whatever is most common. So that could make something right. Let's just say everything I'm doing today relates to food. But um, this to eat a certain snack, like let's just say Takis might be the right thing to do in some people's mind. Or if I was playing basketball, I know these are random examples, but if I was playing basketball, there people might think there's one, there's a right way to shoot, there's a wrong way. But then I went, I did training a while ago and I found out, nope, a lot of people have different forms and some people never stick to it. I'm pretty inconsistent and I'm trying to work on shooting. But yeah, so basically many people tend to see things out of the ordinary as wrong or weird and that could lead to people being turned down or avoided because they're seen in such a light of being weird. So I want to touch a, a bit on this concept of weirdness. So what does weird mean? Like, how would you define it, Shrindity? Okay, good question. I like this question. Okay, weird typically has, like, a bad, like, I suppose, like, connotation to it, right? If somebody says, like, oh, you're so weird. Honestly, like, if somebody said that to me, like, I know, a couple years ago, I would be a little offended, you know, a little upset. I'm like, I don't know what I did wrong, right? But I feel, like, weird for me personally to develop more into, like, my character, my personality. I, you know, kind of take pride in being weird. Like, it's good to be, you know, different than everyone else. That's, like, the whole point, right? Every human being is different. Everybody's unique in their own way. So you should, like, embrace that instead of having to, like, having to put people down because of their differences. I feel like we should uplift that and like kind of encourage you know being different than other people so I think weird doesn't have to mean something like bad at all it can mean something really positive and that's like how I would take it if somebody called me weird I wouldn't take it in like a bad light and more honestly I would just think kind of joke about it and be like no be happy about it to be honest like I'm glad yeah I think the same thing like in the past people always use weird as an in, a way of insulting and nowadays I think so many people either just accepted it or got used to it that now it's like pretty easy to say yeah I'm weird it's okay <laughs> like you you're proud of it or okay let's say there's another word which has a better connotation than weird which is unique but is that really said often not really so weird is good and bad and I was wondering Michaela like what things are examples of weird okay so I would describe myself as a weird person and I would describe you two as weird people too I feel like just like Mm -hmm. unique mannerisms that you do like for example my sister calls me weird all the time I don't know I kind of like I always joke around with her Mm -hmm. And, like, we have, like, a very unique way of interacting. And because of that, like, she calls me weird all the time. But, for example, I don't take offense to it. Like, I just start laughing. Like, I think it's funny. So I feel like to characterize someone as weird, it's, like, obviously they're doing something different than, like, the normal. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any, like, specific examples. Like, I can't think of any right now. But I feel like for me, 
I take it as a compliment definitely Mm -hmm. and like I just laugh it off like if someone calls me weird at school I'm like okay (laughs) like I don't know but I feel like if someone like you're not close to calls you weird then it's kind of like you take it a different way but obviously if your friends call you weird then it's like fine but if like a stranger calls you weird then it's kind of like oh what did I do wrong but at the same time like don't take so much offense to it mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> at least you can say what is it I at least I'm weird and not uh-uh I'm weird at least I'm not normal that's what I'm thinking about basically what is what's normal it's basically you don't stand out as much so it's it's fun to get that acknowledgement from your friends about how you stand out, how you're different, how you're fun, and whatever you are. So if it comes from your sister who you've grown up with every single day and she still calls you weird, I think that's that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so um, in the end, messages, everyone is weird to some degree. As Michaela said, all three of us are weird and probably so are all of you who are listening, watching, whatever um, you are doing. Okay, so um, now we're going, this is basically the whole reason I chose you two and I wanted to have this podcast discussion with you because your story of how you guys became friends is the most interesting ever. But before we get to that, we are going to build a short guide on how to make friends. So three things, give me one. Okay, I have one. So just like a little insight of how you became friends. Like I remember the first day, like I just went up to her and I was like, can I have your phone number? I feel like the most important thing you need to do is find a way to connect to them. Like even when you're not seeing each other. So like, I don't know, ask for their social media, ask for their phone number, email, whatever. Like if you want to email them, okay. But like find some way to connect to them. So like when you're at home, you can talk to them when you're like on weekends, breaks. And if you don't see them that often, you can still talk to them. And I feel like texting or like calling or anything like that is really, really fun. And it's a good way to build connections like without talking face-to-face, which can be nerve wracking for some people. But like when you're on text, you can be as weird as you want. So yeah, definitely find a way to make that connection with them online or like on some degree of remote talking. So did you just go up and ask for the number like right when you met? So basically this guy is like, that person is a complete stranger. Oh. And you go up to them and you just ask <laughs> their number? Or like, oh, no. Okay, that so was not a complete stranger. She knew me before. Yeah, we knew each other before, but like we knew of each other. So we weren't yeah. friends. But if you're going up to a complete stranger first, like, hi, what's your name? Like, talk about common interests. And then like, when you're about to say bye, be like, oh, hey, what's your phone number? Like, so we can keep in contact her. So like at the end, like once you like warm up to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Warming up. Okay. Trinity, what's your second thing? Second thing on the list? um definitely kind of just the ins- like okay you can't always expect people to come to you right mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that I try to I used to do a lot like when I was younger I was really really shy so like I didn't want to approach people but you're really not going to get to know anyone that way right so I feel like an important thing to keep in mind is kind of just like you know going out there and like just connecting with them first like take the first step and like talk to them like Michaela asked me for my phone number immediately, you know, like I obviously gave it to her and then mm-hmm. can clearly see how that ended up. But yeah, like, yeah. So I guess I would just say like, don't be too scared. You know, like what's the worst that can happen, right? They reject you. Okay, move on. 
I'm kind of trying to imagine how the rejection would work. You just say, can I have your phone number? No. <laughs> just walk separate ways. Okay. And then the third thing, I guess I would say, be willing to be open to do things that the other person likes, even if you don't, and then share what you like so that they can probably participate or like that basically these are just ways to get to know each other. Okay. So now we have three things. To shorten them up, one, communication. Two, Shinity, help me, please. <laughs> approaching first. Huh? Approaching Appro first. Okay, approaching first. And three, open up, I think. Okay, so those are the three things. Now, when you guys became friends, did you follow these rules? Um. Okay, so I'll kind of tell the story now. So yeah. Trinity first came to elementary school in fifth grade. And she was a new kid, obviously. So, you know, I wanted to make friends. So <laughs> first day I was like, hello, what's your name? And then like, we said each other's names, but obviously we were very shy in fifth grade. And then like, she was, she seemed kind of like distant. So I was like, okay, I'm not getting good vibes from this girl. So I just like, I was friends with other people and then she found her own friend group. And then we never talked again. <laughs> until we both got into Whitney in seventh grade and then I don't know it was kind of scary at first because like obviously we didn't know anybody and we kind of just stuck with our own group from elementary school so the first day I was like hey I know her and then yeah we just started talking like I'm scared for school blah 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 like just common things and then I was like can I have your phone number and then she wrote it on a post-it and then she gave it to me yeah oh. That's kind of cute. <laughs> okay. I wonder, I'm wondering if Shinny has a different take on this. Like, I, I was going to say, I have different. a different POV than most okay, okay. What's yours? <laughs> okay, let me make mine a little descriptive, okay? So you're the new kid. You're, you're in fifth grade, right? By this time, everyone's been friends since kindergarten. They've had five, six years experience, and maybe even earlier, right? Kin I mean, past kindergarten, maybe like their mom were friends their dads were friends okay so as a fifth grade only child who hasn't really been connecting with a lot of people who had to constantly move school to school every year and make new friends every year it was kind of yeah it was really 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 nerve-wracking for me right so I was in a new environment completely different people new teachers new school I see I see Michaela right she she looks like me she looks like she was pretty shy back then too right so like we had an interaction, like Michaela mentioned, but but let, like look at it from my point of view, right? Michaela, Michaela knows this school better. Michaela is not the new kid. So so I was expecting, I was expecting like maybe a little more, a little more talking from her. <laughs> then maybe I would have opened up more, you know? Mm-hmm. So that didn't work. I ended up, you know, we ended up being friends with different people, but in Whitney, I felt like it was kind of like a more of an immediate connection because we um, kind of like all the real kids were stuck together. So it was only me and Michaela and like a couple other real kids that I knew of. So it was like an immediate bond. So we kind of just started talking. She asked me for my phone number. I gave it to her. And then we kind of just, you know, started texting, calling, and then it kind of became like a routine sort of so like we'd always like text all day um and then every day and then 
yeah, kind of just developed from there. We connected to a lot of things. So I kind of wish we, you know, took that leap earlier, you know, but I'm glad it still worked out. Yeah, definitely worked out. So now you two are best friends of the same group, and I always do together. That's basically how I became friends with them. Now, I would say, I guess in general, we kind of followed the rules, kind of didn't. But the, the point is, there's not really specific guidelines to do different things, like how they become friends. It took years, but now they're together. And Okay, so I met them because we were all volunteering at a food bank, and all of a sudden, I think it was Michaela just tasted her phone, and Steph's looking through TikToks, hiding behind all the food on the table, so she's trying to teach Shinidi how to dance, and then both of them are like, oh, come join, come join, so then I end up doing my first TikTok, which I think it was just a draft, never actually went out, but anyways, yeah, that was the first time um I met them in a situation where we're supposed to be volunteering technically we were it was in the beginning we just finished setting up so they were very welcoming and then ever since that I've just been seeing them around school that's the perks of being in a small high school okay so next thing is there, okay, this is the last example of kind of doing things right or wrong. So there are many roles that we might take on in and out of school. And by this, I kind of mean like cabinet positions or maybe being an ambassador of something. But we kind of, let's just say a secretary or a historian has a certain job in one club. Well, that doesn't mean that they do something different in another club. So, um, I guess the question is, <laughs> what are there wrong ways to be a cabinet member? And so each, all three of us have uh, done something this past year and we'll be doing something next year. So let's start with Michaela. <laughs> yeah, so I've been involved in a lot of club cabinets over the years. And I feel like one of the most important things to remember too is rejection is okay. Like, for example, I've been rejected from a lot of club cabinets that I applied for. And even though it hurt in the moment, I realized that if I were to get that position, I wouldn't have been able to like fully, like take it on and like maximize my time, like especially in high school, I know you're really busy. So I feel like it's okay to be rejected. You can just try again next time. But in terms of wrong ways to be a cabinet member, I feel like there definitely are. I've been in cabinet with people who like slack off, don't really do their work. And it's kind of frustrating, especially as a leader figure to mm -hmm. constantly remind these people and like have them not respond to you either. So it's kind of just like a repetitive cycle of like, when are you going to do your work? Like you can't rely on other people to do all the work for you. And I definitely felt this way this year or like junior year with all of my cabinets. I feel like for some of my clubs, I was doing like a lot more work than I should be. But at the same time, I learned from these opportunities and I feel like I really grew as a leader. So next year I'll be president of Chinese yeah. Club. So yeah, I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah, I feel like I've definitely learned a lot of, about what it takes to be a leader and just communicating with everyone in general. Mm, solid. Okay, so for Trinity, um let's start with your cabinet position so what what club is it what role what are you supposed to be doing in this 
position? Start with that. Okay, so for 9K Homes, last year I was historian. This year I'm treasurer. So um, as historian, I didn't really need to do as much. Like I did help out a lot more with like food sales and kind of like the fundraising part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year as treasurer, I know treasurer is kind of, you know, a lot of work sometimes. You need to be really organized, really like diligent in um, your work. You want to make sure your calculations are correct. You don't, especially when you're dealing with like money, you don't want to like go wrong with anything. So I know that you need to be like a very, you know, very dedicated, very organized um, person. And in general, again, as Michaela mentioned, rejections do come and go. I've been rejected multiple times. <laughs> the organization, whether it be organization, school clubs, um, I'm sure like other important things, maybe colleges when they come out. I'm not going to get into every college and now I will get rejections. But it's part of life. And I think that you kind of just need to, you know, take the hit, you know, just take a deep breath, you know, think about it, reflect on it. And then, you know, just keep trying. And then one day you will reach where you want to go. So that's kind of my advice. Yeah. So everyone said rejection. I would say take that as a reminder that it's a new opportunity. You have other things to do. So I also applied for multiple positions this year and I didn't exactly get the ones I put as my first option but I got into I was a director of activities for key club or for our school's volunteering club and this year I'm not in the cabinet but that's okay I still got director of activities for the singing club so my past experience definitely helped me uh, land another role I also because I've gotten less work, I would say, Um, well, not necessarily less, but just different roles. (laughs) I was able to apply to start a club for next year. And that's what I'm definitely gonna spend a lot of time on, psych club. So that'll be fun. And um, I guess what I would say is, So the purpose of taking on a role is to improve, which means possible change. So in in if you see it that way, then there's really no wrong way other than slacking off. Okay, I get that. That's that's not a thing that you want as a cabinet member um, to put all that work on someone else or to feel like you're not, um, you know, doing your work up to the expectations. But basically, I see a cabinet role once you join it your purpose is to change it you you want to make it to its fullest potential okay so that was all we had for today basically any last thoughts or anything you want to share both of you um one last statement from me is it's okay to do things the wrong way and you kind of just have to embrace it you're going to make mistakes in life and it's going to hurt really bad. You're going to cry. You're going to scream. You're going to like feel all the emotions, especially if you're like a student or you're like going into a new job or anything like that. Like it's going to be hard, but a part of life is growing up, making mistakes and learning from them. So definitely just embrace who you are and talk to your friends, your family. Yeah. Shinedi, any last thoughts? Yeah, I like to go off of that. So kind of just going back to the whole topic of being like, you know, you know, 
embrace your weirdness, you know, be that unique self that you know you are. And, you know, life is a roller coaster, you know, there'll be ups and downs, it's like Sour Patch, life will be sour at one point, but then sweet. So kind of just keep pushing through and doing, you know, putting your best and hard work into everything that you do. And, you know, only good outcomes will come in life, you know, is full of different chapters, you know, you're gonna step into one every, you know, every day is going to be a new adventure. So kind of just no, keep your mind open and positive and yeah, everything will be well. Okay, I'll keep my last words short. Kind of be that Sour Patch kid. <laughs> Live in the moment. You're only a kid for so long. You're going to keep going up, keep experiencing things. So exactly what Blossom said, embrace who you are. And that's all we have for today. So thank Bye. you for joining us. Bye, everyone. Thank you again so much for joining us today and listening to what we had to say. Did you connect with anything or find something cool and interesting? Let us know. Even better, if you know someone who might appreciate an episode, Pop would love it if you could share it. With each new episode, my goal is to reach out to all kinds of curious listeners out there and bring light to certain topics and stories that deserve to know they are important. Just like you! If you have feedback, questions, or anything to share with Pop, feel free to send your thoughts your way through Instagram, text, email, reviews, and don't forget, the feedback form! Everything counts and is deeply appreciated as Pop grows to its fullest potential. Stay curious!